Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's July 4th, 2023. Happy Independence Day to my American friends and listeners out there. Coming up with the Tuesday rant of the Cresting Out podcast, episode 214. Topics will be 20 tax collectors from the CRA being fired, 600 being investigated, and more insight on foreign cash being injected into our elections, plus an honorable mention out there to a wonderful artist. All that and more come to the podcast. Please stick around. Oh, listener and viewer discretion is advised because I smoke cigarettes and drop the F-bomb. See you in a bit. Hit it, sweetheart. Because I am hard, you will not like me. There is no racial bigotry here. There you are all equally working. From Western Canada... This is the Krusty Canuck Podcast, a Canadian veteran's point of view on political, social, economic issues, and life. Here's Krusty. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, episode 214, the Tuesday Rant and the Krusty Canuck Podcast. Welcome all. Welcome to the show, everyone out there in cyberland and in the podcast world. I'm your host, Krusty Canuck. And if you like and hear what you see, please click like and subscribe and share this content all over your social media platforms. So like the uh, the, the title card said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, apparently in the news recently, and a special thank you out there to Clyde Do Something. He's got a wonderful channel on YouTube. Uh, Expose this. There have been roughly 20 employees thus far that have been fired from the Canadian Revenue Agency. Now, my American listeners and British listeners and other listeners that are not Canadian, the CRA, Canadian Revenue Agency, are the tax people, tax collectors. They're the people that send you little, little notices and little reminders that you owe them money every fiscal year. These are the people you have to send papers to every fiscal year to make sure that you're paying your fair share in this scheme called taxation. All right. So apparently, according to the National Post, there's an article here that I will add up or put up for you all. And I will read along with you. It's basically uh, stating that 20 employees have been fired already uh, in regards to collection of the CERB and SEBA payments. Now, during the pandemic, uh, a lot of uh, to my... uh, uh, to my foreign listeners out there, non-Canadian listeners, uh, we had a thing called the CERB uh, payment, Canadian Emergency Relief Benefit, which basically gave a lot of uh, these individuals uh, money throughout the month because they couldn't work or they couldn't, they lost their jobs or what have you. Basically a glorified welfare payment, to say the least. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put this up here for you all, and we're going to sit and have a little read about it. And we'll just see the buffoonery that has been bestowed on a lot of us here in regards to fraudulent payments. Now, one of my episodes, I have said, ladies and gentlemen, that there's about $15 billion worth of fraudulent payments that haven't been claimed yet by the tax people, the CRA mainly, because there are people that received these benefits during the pandemic, people that were in prison people that weren't working, i.e. teenagers, and people that were making $100,000 plus a year, plus getting an extra $2,000 or more a month in the name of safety and protection. Now, (laughs) you've heard me ramble on about my story with the tax people in this country, uh, especially in regards to me getting an award or rewarded for my pain and suffering from the military, and they're trying to ding me $45,000 plus in fraudulent taxes, apparently. But I'll read this article for you here, too. 
you guys just read along. And I want you, my wonderful audience, to decide amongst yourselves, too. CRA fires 20 employees investigating hundreds more for claiming CERB while working for the tax agency. Late Friday evening, a spokesperson confirmed the organization was investigating 600 of its workers. It suspects inappropriately receiving or have received a 2000 per month CERB payment. This comes from Christopher Nardi of the National Post, one of Canada's national papers. So Ottawa, the Canadian Revenue Agency has fired 20 of its employees and is investigating roughly 580 others for claiming the Canada Emergency Response Benefit, the CERB, while working for the tax authority. So these individuals were working. They were gainfully employed during the pandemic, and they're still getting paid, plus getting some extra payola under the chuff or under the table from, you know, themselves, basically, because they're the ones that oversaw a lot of these payments. Uh, in a statement late Friday evening, agency spokesperson Sylvia Branch confirmed the organization was investigating 600 of its own workers. It expects inappropriately received the 2000 per month CERB while employed with the CRA. She also confirmed the agency had, had fired 20 of them to date, but more are surely to come as the investigation progresses. So the latest data means that the CRA suspects up to 1% of its 60,000 employees may have collected CERB while ineligible, ineligible, a number the agency calls very limited. The new data shows the CRA has found a staggering increase in cases of problems with employees collecting CERB since March when the agency reported to MPs on the House Public Accounts Committee that it expected 10 of its employees had ineligibly claimed CERB while working. Okay, so it doesn't matter if you have 60,000 people working for you. When you have a percentage of employees skimming off the top, I know for a fact in the private sector, that's a big, big no-no, and you shouldn't do that. That They call that, I think, uh, embezzlement, right? So in return, when you think of these individuals who have skimmed and scammed, this is what they deserve. Absolutely nothing. Precisely. I'll carry on here, too. At around the same time, the CRA said that it had fired a number of its staff who received CERB while working for the agency, but refused to specify how many because it was too small to disclose without creating a privacy risk. Yeah, okay, we'll get to privacy later. And according to a document table in the House, in response to a question posed by the Conservatives, okay? <coughs> Two government sources who were granted an anonymity so they could freely discuss internal affairs, said the review came after pressure from National Review Minister Diane Lebatour. I can't pronounce her name. My apologies to my French audience out there. Laboutier, who expressed serious skepticism about the low number of employees investigated at the time. As the CRA is responsible for administering the Income Tax Act and many COVID-19 benefits, the highest standard of employee conduct must be upheld. The CRA understands the importance of transparency and integrity, Branch said. The CRA also takes seriously its obligations to ensure that both Canadians and its employees are aware that the CRA takes any form of wrongdoing very, very seriously. You make too much money, you have to give us more. You make too much money, you got to pay it forward. That's just the way it is. You know, Even though the Income Tax Act came in Canada in 1917 to help pay for those poor guys in the trenches, back in France and everywhere else in the world under the Canadian flag at that time, which was the red ensign. But anyway, I digress. 
Okay. Oh, my God. Launched in March 2020, early in the COVID pandemic, CERB paid $2,000 per month to eligible recipients. One of the key eligibility requirements was that recipients had to have lost their primary job or income because of the pandemic, making employed individuals largely ineligible unless they made less than $1,000 a month income when they applied. Okay. Because the average Canadian needs roughly about $3,000 plus a month to get ahead, which is changing as we speak so they say they don't factor in actual you know inflation with mortgage payments and gasoline and groceries anyway i'm digressing the program was ended september 2020 and those still unemployed had their cases transferred to the unemployment insurance system in its statement the agency noted that being employed by the cra did not necessarily imply ineligibility for serp so it's reviewing each file on a case-by-case basis. The CRA employs individuals with a variety of employment profiles, such as temporary and student contracts, and as such, individuals may have been eligible to receive the CERB at the time it was available, reads the statement. The CRA's internal investigations are but a drop in the bucket compared to the millions of verifications it will have to conduct to recoup, recoup the billions of dollars in COVID benefit overpayments. Now, they were had their uh, wrists slap about this before. Earlier this year, $15 billion fraudulent payments they're not looking out for. You can see why. As of January 19th, the agency had warned nearly 1 million Canadians that they were clawing back on some or all the COVID-19 benefits for a total of $4.2 billion as of that date, with more to come as the CRA and Employment and Social Development Canada, ESDC, conducted more post-payment verifications. Excuse me. Auditor General Karen Hogan also warned in a report in December that both departments need to look up, look into up to $27 billion in payments. She flagged as suspicious across a dozen pandemic benefits, mostly notable the Canadian Emergency Wage Subsidy, CEWS. But Hogan also found that the CRA and the ESDC were not prepared for the daunting task of recouping all that money, lambasting the lack of rigor, lack of balls, basically. In the recovery plans and efforts meant they would likely fail to recover significant amounts of overpayments. So there's the point right there. They were fraudulent in their jobs to begin with. They didn't take responsibility for paying this out, paying this out, paying this out. And how are you going to get it back? Now, there's people I know personally who've had to pay some of it back. And they've done it. The honorable thing, right? You borrow something, you return it. Shit simple. Okay. The CRA is not the only federal department that was tasked with dueling out pandemic benefits that has since had to fire employees who unduly applied for the CERB. In February, Mary Crescenzi, the head of the ESD Integrity Service, told MPs, the Public Accounts Committee, that her department had fired 49 workers who had received the CERB during the pandemic. It was discovered that some of our employees had availed themselves, the CERB, Crescenzi told MPs, on the House Public Accounts Committee. Those individuals that did break the trust in the employer employee relationship have been terminated stern talking to you're released they're probably working elsewhere anyway too at the time she did not specify if the department was investigating additional workers grinzenzi also said the employees had applied for benefit outside working hours and did not do it on government devices so that doesn't matter if they did it on government devices or not there have been scammers okay these are the people that collect taxes from you and i ladies and gentlemen Okay, these are individuals that take it upon themselves to send you cute little letters and tell you that, oh, we've reassessed you and you over uh, paid here, which is, you know, very, very far few in between. But they always have enough guts and integrity to sit there and say, oh, you owe us more. You owe us more. So it doesn't matter if it's 20 employees 
in a 60,000 employee based conglomerate. Okay? There's been dishonesty there. It's been proven already they've had fraudulent payments to people, dead people, prisoners, teenagers that didn't need it because they were well looked after by their well to do parents, and some people that were making 100,000 plus a year while still collecting $2,000 extra a month in the name of Dave Dave. So it puts things in perspective, ladies and gentlemen. It really does. Right? This country is in debt. This country needs private sector money to get things going. The government's tried to save us already with the serve payments. And they've also created a lot of this inflation with constantly printing the money. Let's get the money machine going here. Oh, well, let's give this away here. Let's give this away there. Right? <clears throat> let's keep giving money to this country or this group of people or that group of people. Yet it's the middle class in any working democracy that funds a lot of these government expenditures, that funds a lot of these payments, that keeps the roads, roads paved and clean 24-7. How do you feel, ladies and gentlemen, when you hear this stuff coming from government offices that should hold no bias whatsoever in the name of what you do with your money? But then you find this out. They're still getting paid, right? Because every government office gets paid in Canadian tax dollars. They don't get paid in oil money or agriculture money. They get paid in tax dollars. So what's that tell you? Right? You're really going to stick it to the government because uh, the CRA is part of the PSAC union. And they were on strike there, what, two months ago? Talking about fairness in the workplace? Talking about workload and stress? Talking about having the privilege of going to work in your jammy jam, sitting on your Zoom and typing away, telling, sir, you owe us an additional $2,600 for fraudulent payment. And yet you look at these clowns and how fraudulent were they? How fraudulent was their chain of command or their bureaucratic command making sure that all the T's were crossed and I's dotted? Something to think about, isn't it? What a bunch of bullshit. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast, the Tuesday Rant, episode 214. 20 tax collectors from the CRA fired, 600 being investigated, plus foreign cash coming into Canadian elections. Yes, I'm your host, Krusty Canuck. And once again, happy Independence Day out there to my American listeners and friends. Well done. All the best for freedom. We celebrated our candidate this past Saturday. Weather kind of sucked. <laughs> We had a hailstorm and there was a little tornado that touched down uh, in the central part of the province to some homes were damaged, some property damage. Luckily, no one was hurt, thankfully. But my heart's go out to people out there that have to deal with the weather. And to all the kids out there, they're saying, climate change is real. We got to panic. Fuck off. No. This time of year in this part of the province, it does get pretty hot and it does rain and hail. And there are little things called touchdowns that create the weather as we see it. High and low pressures mixing. All of a sudden, boom, you got yourself a little tornado, a little storm. That's the way it is in the plains, ladies and gentlemen. And if you took high school geography, you would have understood that concept. Now, as I said before, is the weather changing? Yeah, but not to a point we're all going to die in 12 years. It's just people that want to take more of our money to call the shots. But I'm digressing anyway. Carrying on with the episode 214. Now, I have a couple uh, links I'll put in the description there, ladies and gentlemen, for your reading on... Uh, Later, at a later time, 
Uh, if you like and hear what you see, click like, subscribe, share this content all over your social media platforms too. Uh, you can also find my podcast on Podbean, Rumble, Spotify, Amazon, Grow Radio UK, and Player FM. Just look for Krusty Canuck. Little logo you see in the right-hand end of your screen there. Look for Krusty Canuck and you'll see my podcast and download all the episodes you want and share it around too. Please support this podcast if you can too. I'd like to make this a full-time commitment, ladies and gentlemen, and I need wonderful people like you to make that happen. So if you want to donate, feel free to donate. There's links to my uh, donate uh, pages and links to my shop tour. I have hats, swimsuits, paraphernalia, shorts, t-shirts, all the good stuff with the Krusty Canuck logo on it. And the more you buy it, the more you support me and the more you help me out too. So get yourself some Krusty Connect swag today. Anyway, carrying on with the episode. 20 tax collectors from the CRA fired, 600 investigated, and foreign cash going into Canadian elections. Now, this was brought to me by uh, a member of my Twitter page, and uh, she is quite the innovative uh, individual. She's also quite, uh, how do you say, woke not i mean i'm sorry not woke uh realistic based that's the term she's very very based and uh she's looking for the truth just like you and i are ladies and gentlemen and uh, really really just making an effort uh to make sense of these dogmas that are going on with uh with our country as we speak and it's basically it's good to see now she come across this article from 2017, uh, from the National Post, in regards to money coming into Canada from foreign conglomerates. Now, it's been big news recently, too, with Chinese influence and Chinese millionaires and Chinese business trying to call the shots uh, for our leaders. Uh, MP Michael Chong being harassed, a couple of other individuals being harassed by Chinese influence, and how many liberals out there are denying it, too, because we've all saw the uh, special report from the rapporteur. David Johnston, and he's more or less saying, oh, nothing to see here. But uh, I'll read this uh, article along. Now, this is from 2017, and it shows you how much influence is happening with uh, <coughs> other conglomerates getting their hands in uh, Canadian politics. Like I said, this was published May 23rd, 2017, and the Liberals were already in power for about a year and a half, 18 months already when this, is, when this was written. So I'll just read this along. Millions in foreign funds spent in 2015 federal election to defeat Harper government report alleges. In total, 114 third parties poured $6 million into influencing the election outcome, and many of those third parties were funded by U.S.-based Tides Foundation. I'll get to them shortly. Okay, foreign money funneled towards Canadian political advocacy groups affected the outcome of the 2015 federal election, according to the document filed last week with Elections Canada and obtained in part by the Calgary Herald. A 36-page report entitled Elections Canada Complaint Regarding Foreign Influence in the 2015 Election alleges third parties worked with each other, which may have bypassed election spending limits, all of which appears to be a contravention of the Canadian Elections Act. The Canadian Elections Act states that third parties should not circumvent, attempt, or circumvent to limit set out in any manner, including the splitting itself into two or more third parties for the purpose of circumventing the limit or acting in collusion with another third party so that their combined election advertising expenses exceed the limit. So more or less, they can't fuck around. Electoral outcomes were influenced, alleges the report. The Canada Elections Act also states no person who does not reside in Canada shall during an election period in any way induce electors to vote or refrain from voting for a particular candidate unless the person is a Canadian citizen or a permanent residence or resident, sorry. 
Yet the outcome of the 2015 election was skewed by money from wealthy foreigners, alleges a complaint submitted by Canada Sides, a registered society with three listed directors, including Joan Crockett, a former Conservative MP from Calgary Centre, who lost her seat to Liberal Kent Eyre, now an MP for the once-long-held total writing of the Minister of Veterans Affairs. Uh, this is when Kent was there at the time, back in 2017. He got in shit, too, for being a really, really bad guy. Regardless of he's in wheelchair or not, he just wasn't a nice person. You know, he was quite the pig, apparently. And two other directors include Chen Hallman, University of Toronto political science student. Okay, the number of third parties registered during the 2015 general election were more than doubled to 114 compared with 55 in 2011 election. Okay, Americans are rightly concerned about Russia hacking U.S. government emails. Well, this appears to be much worse. I would say so. Because the Tides Foundation, I think they're called the Make Way Foundation right now. I think they're still Tides. And they're probably one of the most woke environmental groups out there in the name of looking after their marginalized, what have you, too. Uh, but they have a little too much money and a little too much time in their hands in trying to thwart and influence people as we speak. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, they are no better than communists, ladies and gentlemen. There, I've said it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You said a bad word. You said the big C word. Ooh. Who the hell cares? Anyway, I'm going on. So in total, 114 third parties spent $6 million, and many of those third parties were funded by California and New York-based Tides Foundation, which is known in Canada for holding numerous anti-Canadian oil campaigns. Now, I'm not going to read any more of this article because it's old, but needless to say, I will keep this in my description. You can read along with it too. And to my Canadian listeners out there, you all know exactly what they're about. Bill C-69 and C-48 basically forbid oil production in this country because of the environmental impact and because of the gender impact and had. I remember Catherine McKenna saying this garbage, and I'm just like, what? So, excuse <laughs> me. And the thing is, I know uh, females that have worked in the oil patch, qualified welders and drivers and fitters alike, and they've never had no issues with dirty old men calling them names. They would call the names back and get the work done and make the big bucks to keep oil flowing in this country. That's just the way they are. Okay. It's just a personality you have. Um, but you see how a lot of money is going into making these decisions in our behalf. So when you look at bills C40 or C48 and C69, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about there, too. I'll be right back after this. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. And that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Tuesday Rant Topics 20 tax collectors from the CRA fired 600 investigated and foreign cash into Canadian elections. This is episode 214 from the Crusty Canuck podcast, Tuesday Rant, and I'm your host, Crusty Canuck. And once again, if you like and hear what you see, please click like and subscribe and share this content all over your social media platform. Once again, happy birthday to the United States. Happy 4th of July to my wonderful American friends out there. You guys are awesome too. I've had some wonderful emails. My American supporters and American friends alike, especially on my Twitter feed. So give yourselves a round of applause there. You guys are awesome. Happy 4th of July to you all down there too. Enjoy your barbecues and the freedom. Well, our countries still have them too. I like to say that this podcast is also brought to you in part by Battlefit Bodywear. That is right. Be Battlefit, be Battle Ready. B 
Be limitless. Be battle fit. That's battle fit bodywear. Link will be in the description for inquiring minds too. Anyway, carrying on. So like I said uh, earlier in the episode too, I want to give special thanks out there and an appreciation to an artist, a lovely artist by the name of Nina Bolt. Uh, she is basically an electronic uh, composer, plays keyboards, has a backup band. Uh, I think she's married to a guy who plays guitar and composes things too, but this is not really a professional uh, video DJ shout out uh, to, to her music and everything too. But uh, there's a couple of tracks that she has that are very, very, how do you say, hypnotic. And out of all honesty, those two songs have inspired me with a lot of my writing. Ironically enough, um, I know she comes from humble beginnings. So when I read her bio, um, she was born in Germany. I think she lives in London too. But I highly recommend, ladies and gentlemen, you check out her music. It's just fantastic. It, it's it, it takes me away to different places. When I think about the plight that's been going on in this country and the plight that's going on in the United States and the plight that's going on into Democratic countries all over the world, believe it or not, a couple of her tracks had just put me in places that just help me forget that. She has a song called Never Enough, and it's quite the love tune. And, you know, I think of my wife and I think of people in my past and I think of some of the friends I had. And some of the friends I still have because of her music and her voice and her harmonies just takes me away to better places. So well done, Nina Bolt for, for that track An automatic call. Um, I, I think was the stepping stone that really gave me insight to writing my story. Uh, it just kind of helped. Like I already had the plans and works and everything. I just needed something to give it a good kickstart. And lo and behold, I hear this track from her and I was like, Wow, it takes me right back to the 1980s, right where my story is being set. So I'm just like, wow. So, uh, Miss Nina Bolt, if you are listening to this, <laughs> well done. And I highly recommend, ladies and gentlemen, that you check out her uh, email, or not her email, her, uh, her website, and check out her music uh, for yourselves. Um, you can tell she's heavily influenced with a lot of the, the 80s uh, synth pop and synth rock um, groups of the day, uh, Depeche Mode, Yaz, Erasure. And she's kind of influenced too roughly by The Doors and David Bowie with kind of like her style, her lights, her attire, and just really, really decent songs. Like, how, how else do I say it? You know, I'm not trying to kiss her butt here or anything like that, but if you want a change from the mundane, from the, the terrible, and I think you and I can all agree, ladies and gentlemen, that some of the music that's out there today is is really bad it takes you away to better places you know what i mean but uh when you look listen to a lot of top 10 radio this is basically the feeling i get but when i listen to nina and and other artists like her too there's a couple out there too there's a kid moxie a group called um gunship just wow just holy shit it takes me back. It takes me back in a time. So once again, if you're listening out there, Nina, well done on you, uh, madam, and well done on your husband, your boyfriend, uh, the collaborations you've done. And so far, I look forward to more of uh, your music coming out. Apparently, in the next few weeks, there'll be some new music coming out by her. So keep your ear to the ground and uh, try your best to download some of her tunes today. 
I'm just thoroughly impressed with uh, what she has done so far. And I highly recommend, ladies and gentlemen. So well done, Miss Miss Bolt. Got a fan here in Western Canada who loves your tunes. And uh, keep on rocking. Right? So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, carrying on this episode, episode 214 of Tuesday Rant. Of course, you've heard me ramble on about the tax collectors. You've heard me ramble on about some of the idiosyncrasies um, that have just plagued us all. It's, I don't know what to really say and do is that let's hopefully the powers that be nail these individuals and look deeper and further. But we've also seen a lot of these individuals that have investigated that have tried to find the truth and not get the truth and get sideswiped and get gaslighted and get labeled dirty names. So we as the Canadian people, ladies and gentlemen, we out there should ask the tough questions. So I highly recommend that we call our MPs and get to the bottom of it. That's the, the safest way to do it. No. Or next year, we don't file our taxes. It's that simple. Don't file. Don't pay it. Right? Can they lock up 30,000 people? Find 30,000 people? Can they lock up 60,000 people? And find... 60,000 people who knows but when you hear something like this and yet there are canadians out there struggling every day with gasoline because we got the new carbon taxes out there everybody we're going to save the world we're going to save the world because they're going to take my money and spend more of it said nobody and people that sit there and think taxes are a good thing you know that's the price you pay to be in the civilized world well you can still be a civilized human being and not fork over your cash because somebody with nice teeth and nice hair says he's going to save the planet. And then dance around with his fucking fairy socks, expecting magical things to happen. Self-explanatory, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, I've been Krusty Canuck on this 4th of July, 2023. Once again, happy Independence Day to my American listeners and friends out there. And a special mention and salute to you, Miss Nina Bolt, for making such great music and uh, keeping the spirit of... Of that genre alive, well done on you, madam. And well done on your supporters and your collaborators alike, too. And I want to say well done on all you out there, too. Without my fan base, without you wonderful people making this a reality, I don't know where I'd be right now. I've been at this podcast for about maybe five years now. It's getting better every time. But it's because of people like you that tune into this. And special thank you out there to Clyde Do Something for exposing (coughs) the CRA monstrosity of embezzlement because that's what it is really and a special thank out you you out there to everybody who has committed who's gone to work paid their bills and doing their best with what they have now i salute you there too and i salute all the workers that have tried to make a difference doesn't matter if they're ambulance drivers doesn't matter if you're lawyers doesn't matter if you're doctors frontline workers truckers alike blue collar aficionados well done on you, sirs and madams. Well done, you all. One round of applause for you. You guys are awesome. Like I say, if you what you see, please collect and subscribe and share this content all over your social media platforms too. So what I'm going to do is, like I say, next Tuesday, I'll have another episode up, another Tuesday rant. I'll find something to complain about, you know. But in the meantime, do what you can to help each other in these trying times, ladies and gentlemen. Do not be afraid. Tomorrow's another day. And uh, always remember, Humanity and merit wins the day. Take care, and I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye for now.
Hit it, sweetheart. Because I am hard, you will not like me. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally working. This has been another episode of the Krusty Canuck Podcast. Stay sane and thank you for listening. From Western Canada, this is the Krusty Canuck Podcast. Smack my ass and call me Judy. <laughs>